This is the Barbarian Rhetoric Podcast. Acta non verba. Sexy voice. Yep. Already in willing. Spying in progress. <laughs> Spying in progress. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way That's they want to listen to our conversations. <laughs> you know how many Zoom conversations are going on, like hourly, minute by minute. I, I, I would say I'd be doubtful. There's a computer that could keep up with all of that, even with keywords, but all the different languages and stuff. I don't know. There probably is a supercomputer out there listening to us all, but yeah. It's just gonna a lot of fart jokes and poop stuff. (laughs) Oh, definitely. I bet over fifty percent of that. uh, Fifty percent is garbage. Like it's noise. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say fart conversations are garbage and noise, but they are stinky. I mean, from a deep state surveillance (laughs) perspective, you're kind of not caring about. I don't know. You might make some of those people laugh because of you know. They need a little. Oh, I'm sure there's some that they have a super cut of some of the most ridiculous conversations. (laughs) I mean, I would like (laughs) if you come across shit like that, I'd save something off like not, you know, hopefully to never be made public. (laughs) But you got to hear this. (laughs) (laughs) I can only imagine how amazing that would be. Yeah, I mean, oh, some of the shit that you know people are talking about or texting or whatever, it doesn't matter the medium. It's like, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, shit, some of the conversations we have, there's got to be things that are 50 times worse than what we talk about. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, media-wise, just because I know how much speech the text screws up to begin with, there's got to be some really, really funny stuff out there. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, what it decided to hear and type out. Oh, yeah. 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 When, because, you know, those companies, if you, if they grab that feedback or, you know, like just so they know, okay, did it record what, like quality control. Yeah. Yeah. And that's crazy. Those guys got to be laughing all the time. And they're probably cussing, trying to figure out how to make the system better. It's like there are some sick fuckers out there. <laughs> 99% of the people, if you only knew how sick-minded you were, <laughs> you'd think it's a private conversation, but someone's listening. No matter how many security protocols you have on whatever it is, somebody else is listening. But the you know, the the reality is is right, there's shit that people have been there's been conversations throughout history since the dawn of history but now you can publicize other people's conversations right that's where the problem came before locker room talk stayed in the locker room yeah yeah so but you know i was thinking what is it there's something that plato wrote and it was but basically it's like and, you know, you, you, we know from history, like Nero, some of the Caesars, you know, it's like some of those cats were into some really Caligula, like just into some really weird, stuff. not good shit. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> or by today's standards, we'd be like, what the? F-? Although in some ways they'd go, oh, that's cool. They did that. They did that. Even yeah, back then. There's, well, and, the, and there's nothing new. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like that person. Well, we discovered. No, you rediscovered it. <laughs> yeah, 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 you didn't discover it because they were doing it, and probably were. Well, just look at that one temple. What is it, India or whatever, with all the different sex scenes on it, and it's supposed yep. to be like one of the oldest carvings there is. People were doing stuff. Oh yeah, the Egyptians, and I mean, come on, Kama Sutra has been around forever. Like it's yeah. so. What's that Japanese rope tying thing, shibari, shibari, or something like that? that Whatever yeah. that's called. I mean, there's been some yeah. stuff. 
it's just there's mediums now that blast that out everywhere all at once it's as not if it's just whispered about brand new yeah yeah, yeah. so anyway not back from okay <laughs> would you eat a peanut butter lettuce and mayo sandwich no I don't care for the rabbit food, and I don't like mayo, so the answer for me is no. It's a hard no. <laughs> it's, a, it's straight up. It's like, do I have a choice between eating those ants over there or and that sandwich? sandwich? I'd go with, like, those look like they, yeah, pour a little chocolate ants on would them. be more tasty. Yeah. yeah. I'm more concerned for the reason for this question. Yeah. <laughs> So I was, there's a podcast I listen to and the guys who does it said that, and he even kind of says, this is going to sound weird, but my mom got me to eat peanut butter, lettuce, and mayo. And it is the most tasty thing. Oh. I, I could eat them all day kind of thing. He's like, you won't believe me and you're not going to want to try it. But, and I forget how or why, I, th- I think he explains, but anyway, so of course that made me think, well, I, I wouldn't eat that. I mean, I would eat a peanut butter sandwich. I'd maybe go as so far as to say I'd eat a mayo sandwich and I've eaten lettuce, but the, those things together to me do not. No, I mean, no, peanut I've butter and bacon peanut- is about as crazy as I would go. I used to do peanut butter and bananas. That's a good though. That's actually well known that it's good. Yeah. <laughs> peanut butter, bananas, peanut butter and bacon's pretty good. Especially if you have the to- have it like slightly toasted, the bread yep. toasted, but don't use crunchy peanut butter with bacon. You use you need, creamy and then yeah, have the bacon the, as the chunks. I was going to say if you're like toasting the bread with the mayo, that works really well. <sighs> You never have you used that? Like I, if you're doing I, a grilled cheese, use mayo instead oh, of no. uh, butter. Mayo yeah. makes me want to puke. It doesn't taste like mayo. Then I, I don't care. It's Jimmy, have you tried it? Uh, not on a grilled cheese, mm-hmm. but I know what you're talking about. It's like there's something. It gives it. A, it actually, it's like a good crust. Like a yeah. I've had it. I'd in something else, not a grilled cheese or lard. I just. It's practically the same fucking thing. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of it's, fats. It just smells like spoiled milk to me. I've never, I mean, I couldn't even get the mayo on there in the first place because it just makes you me couldn't even open the jar. Yeah. Exactly. I no. But I, I see you working, CJ. I'm I'm with you on gonna, that. I was gonna say if you do it like that, I mean it's on a sandwich and then you put the creamy peanut butter and just I hate lettuce as well. But I mean, if I'm getting paid, maybe, maybe I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out of my way. It's like, that yeah. sounds like I, it sounds I'm ridiculous. The kind, I'm the kind of guy that asks for no lettuce on anything. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't mind it. Like I can eat it. It's a waste of space. See, absolutely. I, I went through that like spurt where, you know, if you want to lose weight, you should eat salads. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. like the dumbest thing. Anyone who ever thinks that you're just stupid. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why people do it. Well, they think it. Okay, it's a lot of volume without any calories, and it's that's, that's the only thing. Because like, if you add that to like a meal, you're getting more volume. Yes, so that makes fucking yeah. sense. But if you think that just eating a salad, you're going to lose weight, but then you throw fucking bacon bits, cheese, and dressing and everything else, you yeah. might as well just have a fucking burger because there's more protein in it. You dumb fuck. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Th- that's the only time I'll, I'll eat salad is, is is more of a. It's something to help fill me up, not. Mm. I'm eating a shit ton of protein and a salad instead of a shit ton of protein and a potato or rice because I've already had carbs elsewhere. Yeah. But, you know, usually you have a salad first. Like if you're having a big meal. Yeah. It's like, but I want to fill myself up with the steak. Exactly. Why do I want to eat a salad and fill my stomach up? It should be like salad should be the last thing. I mean, yeah. And it's rabbit food. I'd rather eat the rabbit. Yeah, feed, feed the rabbits and cows and stuff, the pigs, whatever, and then I'll eat. A BLT that. is good. Like, no, what is it? A BLT, 
bacon, the only good thing uh, a BLT is bacon. I was going to say when I was a well, kid, I, I didn't say bacon mayo. Like, That's all I had on my when I was yeah. a kid. <laughs> I still ate tomatoes. I still don't like fucking lettuce. I don't mind tomatoes, Ugh. but but we always had like, but yeah, I mean, given the choice, I'm just going to have a bacon sandwich and really I'm just going to have the bacon. Like, yeah. hey, do you like it crispy on, or just a little bit chewy? Just a little bit chewy, like not super crispy but bacon's bacon i'll like i know what's like saying, saying steak I know steak what, no, no i know what, i wouldn't order a well done steak and i would prefer my bacon with a little chew to it not just super crispy but i want yeah if, if we're talking just bacon like perfection i want it right before that point that it crystallizes and breaks Yes, I don't really want it chewy. I want it where I bite; it'll break, uh, but not like shatter or dry. Crumbly. Yeah, 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 I don't. Yeah. I don't want jerky. Ugh, but that shit's nasty. That's when bacon loses its flavor, and it, it just tastes like sawdust. Yeah, I. But I like crispy bacon, and if I could get it, I used to do those big. Um, I don't uh, what it was. Boar head strips, I think. I think it was boar head. Really thick. Yeah, they were stuff, like yeah. a thick slice bacon. So you can't what, what was nice was most of it would be crispy because it lay flat, but there'd be like bubbles and stuff in it that would be chewy. So it'd be perfect. Yeah, you, you'd have this crispy yep. section so you could take a nice big bite, add that little bit of chew, but the next part would just kind of break off. I wanted to be right at that point of just snap, but not any further. Any further than that, and then it become, yeah, uh, no. That's like a fast food bacon. That stuff's like cardboard. It's like the yeah, already yeah. cooked bacon that you just throw it in the microwave kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, it's like, I think that's made out of corn syrup or something. I don't think it's really made out of meat. Speaking of, I went to a place, and I may have mentioned this before, um, but uh, went to lunch at a place, a local, it's called Local, and they have local they feature local, locally brewed beers or state brewed beers. And uh, there's a, God, what's the brewery? Kincater, I think is what it's called, is the brewery. And they have a Devil's Gap lager. It's jalapeno infused beer. And so you get that. There's a little bit of heat, but you get that jalapeno flavor, just that peppery flavor get that with us and and at this place one of the appetizers you can get is a basket of bacon with a thing of ranch so it's bacon ranch and that beer oh my god i'm not a beer like i don't drink a ton of beer but fantastic just the the heat with the salty it's, it's good stuff highly recommend Sounds 10 out of 10 would smash <laughs> I definitely put my dick in it. <laughs> He's not going to use the apple pie. Yeah. He's going to use the ranch and bacon. But it's so tasty. Oh, I'm going to have to try that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if you guys are here. Talk, I'm getting hungry. We got to quit. Yeah. That's why I ate when I came on this for some reason. I knew. <laughs> yeah. We- <laughs> If you guys come here, or I'll see if I can buy it. You know, you should be able to. Oh, and so, if we ever get together, or when? We, let me rephrase that: when we get together, next, no, no. whether that's here or I go meet you guys, I'll try and get some and bring it because it's 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 an interesting thing. Like I said, it's that heat; like you, you don't expect it, and it's it's definitely not a Budweiser log. You know, it's not like like that. It's 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 a really quality, the real beer. Yeah. All right. You have to fight one animal, but you have to either shrink it to its size. Let's see. You either have to shrink to its size or it has to be the same height as you. Which animal are you taking? You got to fight it. Yeah. You got to fight it. So it either ha- you either got to shrink or it has to get bigger. A shrew? 
Well, I don't know. A shrew can be vicious. I was gonna say I already know the right answer to this. Yeah, but are you gonna are you gonna make you have to be like the same size? So both you have to be the same size. Right, right. It's larger. Me the size of a shrew. Yeah. See, my first thought would be an ant. I think I could take an ant on. You would get your ass handed to you by an ant. First of all, you know how strong the motherfuckers are. Yeah, they are. But I think I think I could take an ant on. I highly doubt it. With their pinchers and how strong they are, they would just. Chop well, your but head they're right only going to be six foot two tall. Could you imagine an ant six two? <laughs> But I mean, at six. Wait, was that a? Okay, I, mean, I shrunk the kids whenever the ant was fucking huge. I know, but here's the problem. We, I, that's why I would say I would bring the ant up to my size, because then I have all my firearms and other weaponry at my disposal. If I shrink down to his size, then I think he'd kick my ass quickly. But just a big ant, I think I could shoot him up, cut his legs off. I think I could take an ant. What if it's just hand-to-hand combat? Then that would be tougher. I'm thinking what... what, But that's almost any animal. Most humans can't fight animals hand-to-hand. Dude, I already know which one I'm taking. What are you taking? A giraffe. A If it was my size, could you imagine what a giraffe would look like if they were like shrunk down to our size? Well, it'd be all neck. I could put that thing in a chokehold so easy. Okay, he has to be the same height, but you have to either shrink to its size or it has to be the same height as you. So in that case, the giraffe would shrink down to your size. A giraffe at 5'9". <laughs> well, how tall is a baby giraffe? I, don't know. I gotta look. We gotta find out how baby giraffe. Let's see, giraffe height. A baby giraffe height. How tall is a giraffe? How big is a baby? A baby giraffe is six and a half feet. So you'd be kicking a baby's ass, basically. A baby. A poor little defenseless giraffe. It'd be a grown-ass one, but it would just have to shrink down. (laughs) Be about 220 pounds. So weight-wise, he'd be about the same. Well, it's still taller than me. It's got what? A whole foot on me damn near? Yeah, but if it shrinks all the way down to your size of 5'9". Yeah, it's going to be like 170 pounds. I'm going to take this motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know. You know, one punch into like, you know, one yeah. good karate chop to the neck and that thing's fucked. Yeah, but if he turns around and like kicks you in the balls. Yeah. If anything kicks you in the ball, you're fucked. I know, but I mean, that's what they do. They flip around their kickers. They're, no, they like to hit with their horns. They don't have horns. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. What do you think those things are on the top of its head? Fighting. Are you gonna look up videos of giraffes fighting? I am. They whip each other with their fucking heads. Oh, they got those little mini knobs. I was mm-hmm. thinking big horns. You're thinking like a goat or something? Yeah, I was thinking like a goat or something. <laughs> I forgot about the little knobs. Okay. Yeah, those are horns. Giraffes fighting. Uh, yeah. It, it's it's kind of weird to watch them fight. Wow, they can kick out forward, too, so it's not even turn around and kick back. Wait, they can kick forward? Giraffe kills lion giraffe. Oh, giraffe kills lion. Yeah, it's like straight out in front of them. I don't... They're mean. Giraffes, they may have a lot of neck, but you're going to have to break it quick because I think he's going to kick the living daylights out of you. Now, if you wow. have some weapons, like say you're like me and you, you got a sword or something, you could just lob his head off then because his neck's real small. You could 
lot of neck to chop off there. Yeah. I mean, shit, like you said. About but hand to hand? About any animal hand to hand of the same size. It's not going to be fun. Like, what other animal could you think of? What would be an easy animal there to win against? A flamingo. Oh, no, those are vicious. I don't give a fuck. I still think you, I think the fl- I'll have money on, my, on the flamingo. I think yeah. they're right up there with geese for taking people out. Like, I wouldn't fight it. Think how tall that flamingo is going to be. It's going to be all leg. Yeah, but they're they, still. Think vicious. if you kick, you kick one of their legs, how are they really going to? Well, I, I think they'd be quick. They'd be like fighting an ostrich. Are they good flyers? <laughs> this is such. I feel so stupid. <laughs> I know they fly, but are they actually good? I don't know on that. That I'm not sure. But a flamingo? There's no way. I don't know. A shrew. I don't know. Jimmy may have it with the shrew. I'm trying to think. What is it? Uh, um, a sloth. I know they're strong as all get out, but as slow as they move. That might not I, be bad. I could just run away. <laughs> I would never have to fight it. <laughs> they got long ass claws and stuff. I was going to say, could you imagine a giant sloth hitting you with those claws? No. Oh, That's more I want to run away. Yeah, those things are just ridiculous looking. What else? Trying to... I mean... I, I, I've had some tangos with farm animals and I wouldn't want any of them to be either bigger or... No. Oh. Here's one for you. This this is just an animal story since we're talking animals or whatever. I was working on this tractor one time out at a farmer and he told me to beware of the bull. Okay, common sense says pay attention to your surroundings, da da da. But I got working on this tractor, mm-hmm. kind of lost track of time. And if you ever seen like one of those cartoons when that like the big bull or the animals like sniffing on you, like blowing air out of its nose onto the cartoon character. (laughs) Yeah, I felt on the back of my neck. I'm like, what was it? And I turn around and I had to look up. And if people haven't listened to the podcast, I'm six foot two. So when I have to look up at most things, yeah, this bull staring down at me and he just was kind of like sniffing me and blowing his snot or whatever else on me. But I was like, oh, fuck. Wow. (laughs) Heads over the fence and it's an electric fence. It's zapping him and he's not even even care. He doesn't even care. It's like, what are you? You're a human. And just like blowing hot air on the back, of the, I I just laughed, and then proceeded to put the tractor between me and it. <laughs> I'll go on the other side. Don't worry. I'll go over here and work for a minute. You can, because it's not like you're going to kick him off and make him like leave. No, he's what a, a ton or more. Yeah, a couple. I thought, sure, almost probably fifteen hundred pounds. Is big ass bull, long big horns. Any anything that's that big, you're like, yeah. Oh. This is yours. Huh? I'm gonna leave. <laughs> I'm gonna leave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just meander off. What's so, another animal you think you could just see a flamingo? I, I think they're in the same line as with geese. I don't mess with geese. I don't mess with ducks. I was gonna say geese are just scary as fuck. Yeah. You never got hissed at him. It's just oh, eh. remember last summer? I think it was last summer when they were chasing me. Oh yeah, them and the ducks. Yeah, I don't mess with those guys. Scotland Yard uses them. I was gonna say uh, if you ever see the swans come in and kick geese out of ponds, it's kind of fucking hilarious. Uh huh. Because swans are fucking huge, and they're mean. Oh yeah, they're they're beautiful compared to fucking geese, but they're way meaner. Yeah, those and um, they're a water bird. I can't think of what they're called. Uh, the Hurons. 
Yeah, I think that's it. They're like lo- they got the big bill. Yeah, they're fucking huge. I was gonna say the first time I seen one of those, I was like, <laughs> we were walking down the creek over by the Des Moines River, and I like I stopped because this thing was like almost as tall as me. I'm like, holy shit! And yep. it like took off. See, like, and do you think you could take something like that? Now think of a flamingo, a flamingo that big, that big hook fair. beak with the neck that moves. Around. I'm telling you. I'm not saying it would be fun, but if like it's to fight to the death, I think I would take it. Take it. Grab it around the neck like an ox. That's what I'm saying. Like if I have one chance, like yeah. if there was one chance, like you grab that neck, like how much can that neck really take? I don't know. It's like fighting an ostrich, though, I would think. And people don't fight them suckers. Yeah, but they can't fly because they're so heavy. Yeah, even but if, I mean, even if they were smaller, they're too dense. Yeah, but these birds aren't dense. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> See, I wouldn't shrink down to any animal size. That's for sure. I think that's a disadvantage. I'd rather br- bring them up to our size. I mean, if I got these, like like you said, machetes or anything yeah. like that, I would think that would be a little bit easier. But that would just be normal, and that would be too easy. Yeah, but I think that would be the way to go to fight some of these. Well, that's Where if also you shrink down, what are you going to do? Be like freaking, oh, what, okay. what's that little mouse? Well, first like, of all, rip it, Ralph. Well, first of all, we're already the alpha alpha on the planet because we have guns and knives. <laughs> knives <Other> and weapons. <laughs> well, Why do you think? If you shrink down, that's what the, what's the first thing you're going to do. Make weapons, defend yourself up from all the other things. True. Yeah, but it won't be the same. Well, that's what I'm getting at. So I'd rather the animals get bigger. That way I already have them. Saves me time. <laughs> I wouldn't have to build any weapons. I already have them. <laughs> yeah. I should oh. think if there's, I don't really know if there's any animal that would be actually like easy. Unless it's like a fish out of water. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to fight like a um, goldfish. The carnival goldfish. There you go. A full size. What was it? The ones with like the big fucking eyes. (laughs) They're already (laughs) fucked up anyways. Like it's going to die one week after you get it. If you're lucky, it'll last a week. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Here's the side thought. Hmm. I I, I had no idea how they do it. Do they like buy goldfish in to the next place? Or do they have to store all these goldfish driving down the road? And we know what carny vehicles are like to begin with. Can you imagine being the guy that has to be in charge of putting all those goldfish into all the little deals? You think they would get cooked? Something. It's like, They're- do they just have a truck that the back is just full of them and they just keep breeding them? Something along that lines? I don't know. It's a little fucking weird. Never thought about that before. No. There's a new thought. How do they get the goldfish to the carnivals or fairs to put in the little things to play the ping pong game? You sure they just don't go to Petco and grab a couple? That's what I'm saying. Do they just go, go to a local fish store, like call ahead? I mean, because they got like a few hundred of them. It's not like, especially if it's our... How how do carnies transport goldfish? I never thought about this before. That is really fucking weird. I was going to say, with all much shit they carry with them, you think they wouldn't have very much room to, like, store a fish. Especially if it's sloshing all over the place. They just keep them in bags the whole time. (laughs) 15 cent goldfish. Well, this one had one last 17 months. I, I don't know. Well, now, now that we kept the air noise going and Jimmy's back. <laughs> so okay. About that. It's all good. This is what you got to answer, though, because of the delay and you missing all our other con- fun conversation. How did goldfish, how did like carnivals and fairs, 
transport goldfish so you can go do the ping pong game. <laughs> this uh, is where our conversation has led. How how do you? Oh, for the ant fight it fighting an animal well, is led to led to yeah. how, how do the carnies transport goldfish? You think that they do they buy them local? That's well, what we were thinking, but maybe they don't. You know, but that's like a hundred plus goldfish. I mean, some of those setups have like a hundred yeah, little or those fighting fish and yeah, or whatever they are. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd have to call ahead, let people know because no one stocks that many. Goldfish. Do they have like a 55 gallon barrel full of water and just throw some of those things in there? Like and then they minnows. <laughs> yeah. Like minnows or something. And, I mean, if they're just goldfish, if they're fighting fish, you'd have to keep them apart yeah. somehow. So maybe there's individual, they just have those trays of, uh, have those trays of, uh, uh, like sandwich bags. Filled with fish. You just keep, just keep them in the bags in the back of the trailer. <laughs> you think they would get cooked? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a good question. I, I honestly don't know. In, in good old Google here is telling you how to take care of the goldfish you win at the carnival, but not how they. Yeah, of course. They, the, they don't they don't have an answer to the real question that needs to be answered. Yeah. How do they transport freaking. Now I got to find a carny and ask. I was going to say you don't have any friends that are carnies. Um. I, I do know a person that was a carny, so I can ask them. I will try to. Perfect. Yeah, I'll have to try to remember. Or, you know, hit us up in our socials if you know, if you're listening yeah, to this and you know knows, somebody. Let us know. Because I really want to know how they transport hundreds of goldfishes, like, to, you know, in different ports and different places. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a good point. You'd have to get, you'd buy out any pet store and any more pet store, like stores don't have. Yeah. And they're like, like a certain ones because CJ even said that they got like the big eyes. Yeah. Not all goldfish places have those like, like the carny goldfish is a certain goldfish. All I can think of is they get like mailed them or something or they get sent shipped to them. Yeah, maybe that's probably like they just the, put an address and put it in the shipping thing and it gets shipped to them. Right. Cause it's one thing to get the, <laughs> and you know, all the prizes you could shove in a semi or boxes. Right. So yeah, there's, but there's gotta be some logistics for all that stuff. Cause how do they keep stocked of all the, the prizes and stuff? Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. so Meaning that there have would have to be deliveries along the way, or at least some, ah, some yeah. hubs along the way from a logistical perspective to either pick up or deliver those things to those places. So just like anything else. But I was looking there, for a goldfish carny distribution center, but <laughs> I didn't find anything. <laughs> so yeah, be curious yeah. to know. Then we'll we'll update our listeners. Yeah, this one is. Yeah, they're talking about how long they live and how fast they die and blah blah blah, but nothing about how. Nothing that we really care about. Yeah. Why they die so quickly? Yeah, I don't care. Trying to figure out how they get shipped to a carnival. Dang it. See, sometimes Google can't answer every question. <laughs> Even though I know it comes down to you, you have to ask the right question to get the correct answer. Yeah, but search engines, you can't just simple. Yeah. All right. That's the fighting animals. We didn't. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll we'll go with a little more serious. Enjoying the process of things, hating the grind. 
What's the difference? There's actually a big difference because you can enjoy building something and creating it. It's keeping it going a lot of times that can be the pain in the ass. It, it becomes work. Mundaneness is what you start to hate. Yeah. Because it, you'll have to repeat things over and over again to perfect it. And it well, and sometimes it's in the moment. Like, even if you're doing stuff that you love in the moment of doing it, whether it's going to the gym or it doesn't matter the thing, like you could have an off day where you're just like, fuck this shit. I just, I hate it. Or this sucks. Like it's a hell day, hell workout or whatever. And you just, I think another way to look at it is, is you become so efficient at something that it becomes boring. Like you wake up and it's almost like, uh, uh, um, a daily inside of a game. I got to wake up. I got to do this thing. And then I can go on with the rest of my day. You're describing drum core to a T. Yeah. There, <laughs> That's my no, experience of drum core. You know, to a certain extent, there's no motivation. You know, there's no reward or whatever. It has to be done. I'm thinking like, you know, if you're running an online business personally or whatever, and you're running social media, at first, it's fun to make ads for it or talk it up or do stuff. It's the continuation of some guys oh, yeah. out there do really good and keep coming up with new content and makes it fun and entertaining. Other guys, it's like, okay, I've already done this nine times in six different ways. I, I'm just burnt out from the grind. Yep. Yep, totally. And that makes sense too, right? It's like... You know, it's it's one of those things. It's like, do what you love and you'll never have to work another day in your life. And there is something true to that. But even stuff that you love, you can grow to hate or at least, like I said, in the moment, whether it's the day, the week for a month or whatever, there's just there's parts of that where you're just like, oh, my God, do I have to like, I don't want to I don't want to do this thing. But then, you know, you find you have to find a reason just to grind it out grind it out, and yeah. And keep your kicking your legs going because then eventually at some point that friction becomes traction. And then either you you start off in a new direction or you find new avenues, whether it's new content, new products, new this, new that. But yeah, there's always excitement around creation, right? There's always energy. It's easy to, uh, in those early days, months, weeks and months to to do that stuff because it's there's excitement in in the formation of it. Yeah. It's like, it's getting something off the ground and so many people are great starters, but they're terrible finishers. Right. right? And I know lots of people like that. The problem there is, is some things aren't finishable. I think that's where the grind comes in. You know, if it was finishable, you could finish and move on, but you know, you start a business, there's a lot of time, there's no finish to it unless you sell it. Right. And go on to the next business. Yeah, that's fair. I've, I've heard, uh, God, what's, I can't think of the guy's name, but he wrote, is it the E-Myth? But he's about, it's, it's, he talks about business and, and franchising. But he has a saying, I, I can't think of the guy. I think it's it, he wrote a book or a, a course or something called the E-Myth. I could be wrong on that. I'll have to check that. But there, anyway, the, the adage is if you're not if you're not selling your business, you're buying it. Uh-huh. So meaning if you're not getting your business in a position where you can sell it. Michael Gerber. Yes. There we go. The e-myth, why businesses don't work and what to do about it. And he, he's, he, um, and he's, he talks about friend. I know he's talked about franchising and stuff like that. Um, you know, building repeatable businesses and those sorts of things. Um, I heard about him a long time ago because he also had another quote like, uh, or he, he, it's maybe not from him, but he would say it a lot. It's like the fish stinks from the head down. So if you're an owner or manager, like the head of a business or the owner of a business and things are sucking, 
could be because you're sucking, yeah. you know? And so fix that and you can fix the rest. Um, so there is that idea, but it is, you're right. It's just like a relationship, right? Like yep. marriage another, or, yep. or relationship <laughs> where you're with somebody for a long time. How can you keep it fresh? How can you keep it interesting and exciting, right? Those early months are fantastic that quote honeymoon unquote honeymoon yep. yeah where every you're discovering things and you're whatever and then right you settle in and then it's like how do you how do you keep it fresh how do you keep it interesting how do you keep it engaging and fun um when you're just grinding it feels like you're just grinding it right. out and it's like okay we've already done all these things we've done dinner we've done trips we've done this we've done that we've we've gone here we've done this you know, so how, how do you keep it fresh and how do you keep it interesting as an ongoing thing? Well, you still enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the, the reality part of that might be the re- understanding there's a reality that not every, not everything is great. It's okay. If you go to Sometimes shit's every it's now. just the grind, you just yeah. have to fight through it. And yeah. But it, for me, drum corps was like that. You know, we're on the road. It's a little bit different, but in that you're on the road, and I could wake up and go, "Fuck this shit! I'm, I'm, I'm just burnt. I'm done." But guess what? I need to be out on the field because I'm 1,500 miles away from home. What am I going to do? Pack up my suitcase and walk home? Nope. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, people have bailed, and they do do that. It's rare, but that does happen when somebody taps out because just the grind is, you know, it does test you in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that that's like security forces in the air force. 99% of the time it's boring as fuck. Everyone lives for that 1%. Yep. You want that 1% and you may or may not even see that 1% in your entire career. You may never even have that moment, you know, but how many times do you drill? Do you practice? Whether it's at the range or yep. your, you know, breach skills, and, yeah, yep. breaching, handcuffing, everything else. It's like you all train for that one little moment, and you may or may not ever get it. Yep. And you know, and even if you're a surgeon or something, and you love surgery, and it's exciting, and it's, but even that's a grind. It's like, oh god, I can't yeah, do this. You've for- done your like hundredth thousands knee surgery do you yeah. even care at that point it's like yeah. when does a surgeon just become brutal <laughs> yeah, yeah and so yep. you just cut here move these veins out of the way cut here here pop a knee in let's go <laughs> so yeah you know it, it, it's it's uh yeah and then the question is okay then what do you do so if you're in a spot where the grind is is to a point where it's just like, okay, this is just, do you, do you bail or how do you refresh it? Refresh it. Yeah. See, we'll I, I think with me, since I'm not a widget guy, I, I can't stand there and build widgets. It's just, I'm not, that's too monotonous for me. I got to have variety, but I like controlled variety, like driving truck. Now I have deliveries all over the place, but every day it changes a little bit. I'm not necessarily go like I'll hit some of the same places, but then I hit different ones and I get to talk to different people and and it gives it just enough variety that I don't get bored. You know, it's not like, okay, I get up every day at seven o'clock. I have nine deliveries at the same nine places and I go home. See, I couldn't drive a truck like that. Drive me batty. I, I want to go a little bit different, maybe a different route, cuss out the entire road system for all the construction it has <laughs> everywhere. You can't drive down a road. You, you can't go more than 20 minutes in Illinois, I don't think, right now without hitting construction. Yeah. Are you um, are you guys just that bad with construction y- right now? Hmm. I mean, it's, it's always fucking summer, but <laughs> it doesn't change. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it is, and and even more so. So there's a a thing like the city of Omaha in particular. Their sewer system is such 
that sewage and drainage, all same pipes. But there is a mandate where those need to be separate. And so now there is efforts over a number of years across the city where they tear up places to separate the two. Oh, man. Because they have to. It's like federal law or whatever now mandates all that. So we, so yeah. They got so to replace up, their entire system. They're tearing, they'll tear up stretches to refactor it. So sewage goes here. Drainage is something different. And I don't know how they're engineering that, um, you know, how they, how they're making that happen. Right. If they're just building separate drainage and leaving sewage and then so sewage becomes sewage but however they're doing that so there's in addition to road normal like cj was saying normal road construction wherever at least in the city of omaha there's extra a extra layer of that stuff that they're having to do simultaneously you know i think i wonder because of how old a lot of cities and everything is that the infrastructure is just at a point because I feel like there's more construction now than there ever has been. Maybe. It's just like no matter where you go, everything's getting rebuilt. And I know they did the big thing with the federal side to do the uh, bridges and everything, and that's been ongoing for a few years now and still going. But it's like how bad is our infrastructure? You know, it's some of it's been around 100-plus years or longer, and it's like – yeah yeah but going back to the question you know even so maybe some of the answer is okay do you bail do you just pull the shoot on whatever it is, it is sell it close it down whatever or can you find a way to automate a lot of that stuff where it's it's more systematic like where it's just a not a money-making machine kind of thing but it's it's more of a meat grinder in that you drop stuff in you turn a crank and, and you don't even itself. have like, yeah. And you don't even have to turn the crank with technology and the way you can schedule social media stuff or even blog posts or some of those sorts of things that you can, um, you know, a- automate a good chunk of that. It just depends on how much do you want to invest in that automation, but if it's worth it and then you can crank that out and then your time can be spent, you know, creating new, other things or new things or doing different things, completely different things. But then you have some business in the background. That's just, you know, that's requires a little bit of time and effort, but minimal relative to, you know, to the point where you don't have to be working on it some number of hours every single day where, you know, some of the grindy parts of it, you don't have to deal with because, because they're automated and you know obviously if you can get to a point to have somebody to do it and it's still cost effective you know owning that's the key you get yeah you, you start paying guys to take care of stuff you just yeah. yeah even if it's properties right like if you have enough rental properties at some point you can't fix every place you're gonna need some sort of building manager or some you know excuse me some group to help with that sort of stuff Right, because the key is the ownership part. Right. Um, you find the goldfish answer, CJ. You look like you're looking something up. No. Well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Was, I was hoping you found. <laughs> I was hoping you found an answer. But in some of that stuff with the grind, I mean, it's easy to enjoy the process. But in some of that with the grind, is that where we develop grit? I mean, obviously, if you keep bumping your head up against a wall enough, maybe it's a sign that you need to change direction. But in some ways, too, some of that stuff, you can develop sort of grit or that that determination to, you know what, this is, if it aligns with what your, your mission, your is, vision, really, mission, yeah, you'll find a way to make it happen. And some of that may suck because, you know, we always want to live in everything's great. Everything's easy. Everything's cool. Everything's fun. Everything's whatever. But sometimes it's not. 
Well, I think going back to the relationship side of things, if your relationship feels like a grind, there's a underlying problem. Yep. Relationships should never feel like a grind. Whoever it is, you either need to figure out how to switch things up to make things better. You know, both parties having fun, whatever you got to have. And yeah, you should never think of your relationship as a grind. Anyone listening in on that, you should always not necessarily be the the honeymoon period where everything's doing and exciting that way. But you should be able to figure out how both of you can have fun. Or if it's with like just a buddy, it's like us. How can we be entertained every week and just have conversations with each other? You know, if this became a grind, we'd all quit. Yeah. Have the no funnies. reason they keep coming. Yeah. 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 But I, I, I think that's how most relationships, you know, with work, a relationship can be a grind. But if it's a personal relationship, maybe that's a better way of defining it. You can have work relationships that are grind. You may have to work with that person that you just want to like kick off a bridge or something because they're that dumb. But if it's like, you know, a significant other of some sort, you got, is the grind worth it? What can it change to make life better? You know, it takes two to tango type thing. Maybe you're the reason why it's a grind because you've been lazy. Yeah. Being lazy makes everything a grind. This is true. Makes life harder, especially without anything like, if you, like you said, with the business. If you're being lazy about it, and then you're like every week, you're like kind of pushing off until like Sunday, and then you're trying to fucking do it all. Like you're gonna feel like you're hitting your head against the wall because you're trying to do everything at once. So that that can yeah. also come to it too, because if you're not constantly at it, you know, <clears throat> doing a couple hours a night every night, that'll actually get you maybe into a flow. But if you're trying to cram it all, there's no flow. It's like a it's kind of like being in desperation kind of mode. Yep. Cause if you're in desperation mode, nothing is going to come to you the way it should. But if you're just kind of like doing things, you know, yeah, you're just going to be throwing haymakers to get through it. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of doing like dink and dunks, doing a little bit here, a little bit there. That yeah. makes it 10 times easier for anything. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. I did say about work relationships. I did see uh, something Jocko Willick did it's like because he has his consulting business and so you know i think it was him talking to you know some business i don't know it was just but it was just because the camera was just on him but what he was talking about is like you know so for my team if there's somebody in my way meaning that there's some person or some whatever that's hard to get along with or that's that's challenging for some reason but but that person is somebody that we need a relationship for sure. There's standards, there's boundaries, the blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, what can I do for my team that makes our lives easier or our lives better? And if that means I build a relationship with this guy, just to the point where we have a working work, it's, it's good enough that it's a working relationship that I can get answers when I need to, or he's not the reason why we can't get things done. I, it's not me giving up on my principles or my boundaries. It's me. It's, it's me. Uh, I'm distracted by what's going on. It, <laughs> do we need to know what's what you're all right, right CJ? I think he lost sound. <laughs> Oh, okay. nah, my fucking computer's not charging. No. Oh. oh, there we go. Go. <laughs> yeah, but, but it was like you were doing sit-ups or something from your chair. <laughs> yeah, my computer was dying, and I couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on because it was all plugged in. Uh, <laughs> podcast problems. Um, First world talk problems. About, <laughs> yeah, talk about problems. the grind. <laughs> uh, Got like to hustle to find power. One of the black we, we need. Mamba, we a we need to do. Uh, we need to do a fucking segment of that first world problems. <laughs> yeah, we'll put that on the list. But anyway, uh, with work relationships, what Jocko was saying is like, if, if, if I can, it's not me giving up my principle or whatever. If you have to work with some person who's an asshole, the point is right. If you make that connection and it makes my team's life easier and better. Great. 
that's all I care about is helping my team out kind of thing. So there's definitely something that from a work perspective, but personally, yeah, it's like, you just, you, you need to find a way to not make it a grind. And either that means you're, you're done and you agree yeah, to disagree agreeably, or, or you find a way to get out of shitsville and, and make it work. Yeah. Which that can be challenging because, it, because when you're dealing with another person, it's not just you. Yep. You know, it's, it's, you got to get them on page, the same page or the same, not necessarily the same page, but like parallel paths that hopefully will interact together. Yep. It's like, well, even parenting, right? That can be a grind. Yep. <laughs> There's, Things that you need to do that you need, whether it's driving your kids to wherever they need to drive to do, oh. you know, help them with the things, homework, there's, sports, there's like or whatever. Too much of that right now. It's like, yeah, <laughs> my young man has a has a girlfriend, and it's like, hey, can I, can we go pick her up? Because he can't drive yet. Yeah, I can't wait till he can drive. You know, it's like I I, I need him driving, so yeah. I don't have to. <laughs> I'm tired of being your taxi. I no longer wish he's at that age. I don't want to be his taxi. Yep. I want him to have his own. Welcome to the grind. But at the same (laughs) token, it's like, he's not quite old enough. It's like, and we're only a couple of months away and it's like, I can't wait. And he's got a girlfriend. So, okay. That's good on him. So, yeah. So, you know, there's, you know, it's like, in and we're at the point now he's pretty well so sufficient basically yep. all i got to do is make sure there's food in the house and he's good yeah yeah he hasn't burnt the place down yet so we've been doing really good you know <laughs> and you're still alive so when you're yeah. driving with him clearly he hasn't made a mistake yet so that, well i, I mean say a mistake. severe enough <laughs> severe <laughs> enough mistake that <laughs> Your I've seen my life ended. flash before my eyes a couple of times, <laughs> but okay. you're still still upright. So the, the thing I don't understand. Well, no, that's not true. I, I comprehend this to a certain extent. I don't understand how he can drive the 99 Ford van so well compared to the 2017 Mazda 6. Is he just more like you know because I mean, it's a bigger it's such a pig that van is such a pig one he's more more going no well one he can see out of the van better with all the windows and mirrors yeah because yeah. there are a ton of blind spots on the Mazda that's one thing I don't like about new cars you got to have the little sensors on there to help you cover the blind spots mm-hmm. so I get that also a little bit of rust and some dings on the van. So if it gets dinged, I don't care. I think it's a stress thing. Because if he screws the car up, I'm really going to go. That's a bigger deal. Yeah, yeah. If he screws the van up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did I tell you guys that he got the van stuck? I don't think so. Have I told you guys this? We went to drop off some wood and, and like some brush, not big wood, but brush. And one, I did not realize that the backyard was flooded at the time. And I wanted him to pull up and do a quick hook, back up and pull out straight. That way we could back in to drop the brush off. What's funny is the day before, and I think I said something about my tire blowing out and I had to get it fixed along the highway. One of the podcasts, I think I talked about that. But yeah, the following day he pulled out and my back tires were just slick enough and we sunk just enough at the long end of a long ass hard working day. And I'll give him credit. He worked his tail end off. Had him drive over there. I'm saying that I would have noticed the ground being swampy and wouldn't have pulled into it. But I wasn't paying as close attention as I should have been. So it was partially my fault. And I'm like, just, just cut up here and do a hook turn back up and pull out. Yeah. An hour and a half later, we got the <laughs> van unstuck. So he did get to learn how to unstick a van. It was nice because we had access to a shed that we could go get jacks and wood and, 
yeah, we had to jack both sides up, put it on two by eights, <laughs> and 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 then and then I finally got over to a grassy period and found out that I can do forty miles an hour in reverse. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. But I got unstuck. That's the key point. Yeah, so you yeah, got to see me get unstuck. So he he learned something. Get. Yeah. Part of me was laughing. A lot of me was grumbling, especially because I was hot and tired. You know, it's always at the end of the day when you're hot. And yeah, yeah. Joy's teaching kids how to drive, right? Yeah. And that's exactly what it was. It was just if he had done exactly how I told him where I pictured us turning, we'd have never got stuck. But that seems too easy. Well, yeah. you know, it's one of those. It's like it's harder it's really a lot of times it's hard for me to explain i got a million plus miles under my belt of driving how how do you get that into someone that has you know 40 50 hours of driving and whatever that works out to mileage wise you know it's it's how can i teach you my mistakes so you don't make them (laughs) yeah that's the trick right and even if you told him all about it some of that he's just gonna have to you got to exp- just just like that moment. How do I tell them that? Oh, if the ground's soft, da 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 da. Don't pull in. You're not. Yeah, thinking. it's like we're not CJ when he ground. parked his truck and then it sank in the <laughs> in the mud because whatever wasn't wasn't right. It's like yep. you got to live through those things and just deal with it. Well, and it's like you could. See, I showed him how to get a van unstuck. Yep. Now you know. The reason I know how to get a van unstuck is because I've either Experience. had a car or something before <laughs> stuck. So it's nothing new. And it's gonna happen again, you know? It's like it's it's not like it's not gonna happen. I was gonna say don't act like <laughs> if you drive <laughs> enough, you'll figure it out. Yeah. I was gonna say I've gotten stuck so many times, it's not even funny. In in some of the dumbest places. Mm-hmm. We, we did we got stuck in a dumb place it's, I, did I tell I, you about the time I got a boom truck stuck behind somebody's house which one which time you've done that a couple of times uh, no this one this one was different oh this it's, one was different this one was somebody's actual yard yeah <laughs> I wish I could <laughs> the way that this one happened it pissed me off because it was do we need was, a whiteboard for this <laughs> I almost do. <laughs> if I could to explain how ridiculous this one was, because let's put it this way. It was like uh, end of fall. So it's like the time that it would freeze and unthaw. Oh, and it, and it gets greasy, the warmer yeah. in the day. Yep. Is that the it one was, you had to leave overnight and go back the next morning and drive out? Yep. Oh, okay. I, remember I, w- I, w- I wish I could draw this one out and show people exactly how this happened because. At the, when I left it there, it was it looked like it would never get out. Next morning, it came right out to even have to even try. Right. You know, I'd even lock the diffs in to get it out. Yeah, because the ground was froze. It wasn't greasy anymore. Those are the worst days. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> that well, crazy. that happened to me um, earlier on this year when I was doing some hauling out to a cornfield. It got greasy or whatever, and I even had the diffs in, and then I ended up getting stuck. And all it took was a tug. (laughs) You know, one tractor got me out of that one little slick spot, and then you can go. Yep, and then you're good, yeah. I mean, even the van. I was stuck in the mud because we sank through. I jacked it up and ended up sliding over, got out in the grass, drove out. Yeah. There's times I've gotten stuck whether it's mud or even snow like just caught even like in you know plowed snow so it's that hard yep anyway it's like you get but it's like you're right you look like if you could move just like six inches all of a sudden boom it's like no big deal but if you can't get out of that little rut that you're in it's like good night well, and what's funny with all this getting stuck conversation, that goes right back to what we were talking about of, you know, hating the grind. Sometimes you just have to move over six inches. It, it, it's that simple. You you 
changed direction, slided over. So even though we went off on a tangent, it still goes back to dealing with relationships, jobs, businesses, everything. Sometimes lot, there's the grind. You just got to slide over a little bit and get unstuck. It's Sometimes like, you like just got to suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like how you brought that all the way around. Well, well done on connecting, connecting that. Well, but that's so true. Like you look like you were sucking something off earlier when you were trying to figure out the power source. <laughs> Don't act like you're not jealous. <laughs> I was envious, not jealous. There's a difference. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> ah, good times. Good times. And on that note. Yes. I think that's a good note to end on. Tell one of your normie friends about us. Share the podcast. Give us a five-star review wherever. It's Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Check us out. Normies. Yeah. <laughs> Check. Well, you know, we got to increase God, the fold. So, Goddamn mouth breathers. <laughs> <laughs> and so... On the next podcast, <laughs> CJ will will go off on on all you fucking mouth breathers listening to the podcast. Oh, hell. How to get your shit together. So stay tuned <laughs> for the next episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Barbarian Rhetoric Podcast. I hope it's given you something to think about in your own quest to develop a barbarian mindset. Because it's with this mindset that you'll find the skills, strength, attitude, will, and endurance to see things through and live within the civilization and still be a barbarian. We appreciate your feedback. We especially appreciate those who have been supporting the podcast. That's the Barbarian Rhetoric Podcast. On our website, on Anchor FM, and on Spotify. You can find the show notes on the blog or anchor.fm slash barbarian rhetoric. If the podcast has been helpful to you, please let us know. You can do this by checking into the Apple Podcast app, give us five stars, and leaving us a short review. This will help us get our message out in front of many more people. You can also talk to us on social media and let us know what you are thinking about or how this has helped you. On Twitter, I am at Steel Jans. That's S-T-E-E-L-J-A-N-Z. And I'm also on Instagram at Barbarian Rhetoric. There's also a couple other things you need to check out. One is the Barbarian Rhetoric blog. And of course, our newsletter. There's a pop-up which you'll see as soon as you land on the blog. Thanks for listening. And always remember to be a barbarian in a civilized world. An apex predator. <laughs>